0: This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, Dracula 3000. In space,
1: the sun never rises. His name is Christabel Aloysius Reynolds III, but you can call him Moose.
0: Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess, I'm Chris, and I'm Troy, and uh, we we watched a movie.
1: We watched a movie without Brett.
0: Yeah, which hopefully won't be a thing for too much longer.
1: Yeah, I, I believe he is going to become a series regular again. Yeah, you got soon. to remember Brett. Yeah, he's the guy who sh- spouts random nonsense and doesn't sound like us. Exactly. <laughs> Except we all spot random nonsense. Uh, but yeah, no, it sounds like maybe not next week, but the week after hopefully he will start uh, showing up on a regular basis and you'll be you'll get to enjoy his special brand of Slaughterhouse Princess Hmm, His dulcet tones. His Ray Romano like accent. <laughs> uh, <laughs> totally Ray Romano. <laughs> uh, but movie movie, Dracula 2000,
0: which, despite the way it sounds, is not a sequel to Dracula 2000, a different shitty vampire movie
1: yeah, I have a friend who likes 2000, but I I don't think I've ever seen it, but I I don't trust my friend about that that's fair, you shouldn't yes, but thanks to Dummy Act, we watched Dracula 3000 yeah which has way cooler box art than it deserves That's true, it's the best
0: part of the movie.
1: (laughs) Yes, the box art is in fact the best part of the movie. So it's the year 3000, because obviously.
0: What? And uh, we got all these jerks that were introduced to via still image character exposition.
1: Well, no, no, no. First, we begin the complete misuse of Udo Kier in a vampire movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Udo Kier, who recorded his entire part in 26 minutes.
1: In over a Skype. position. <laughs> it looks like he did it over Skype because uh, when it first starts up, you're like, oh, the, this video is kind of bad. But I guess it's supposed to be recording from like 50 years ago <coughs> from the time of the movie. So, yeah, I guess it's allowed to be a little degraded or something, but whatever. And like, But it's Udo Kier. He's going to be a vampire at some point, because if you have Udo Kier in a vampire movie, you, you make him a vampire. That's 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 the blade rule.
0: Yeah, that's that's like day one
1: shit. Right yeah. There. Yep. So he's some captain talking about how the ship is infested and most of the crew have been affected. And then we get personnel file exposition.
0: Yeah. Because this movie wants you to know right away that it doesn't really care. Mm-mm. And that's where we get to meet up with the crew of the Mother Three.
1: Yes. The ship they named Mother, which I'm assuming, given the tagline is an obvious attempt at an homage to Alien, but uh fuck them <laughs> yeah. is uh the best way to put that. <laughs>
0: Indeed. Yeah. So we meet up with uh, everybody. We got... Rico. Uh Uh, Uh-huh.
1: Dr. Strangelove. Yeah, we got Debo. We got Debo. Uh, we have, uh, Tessa. And, um, Under Siege. (laughs) Oh, and Ludacris.
0: Ludicrous? That's what you're going with?
1: <laughs> what else am I going to call Okay, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer then.
0: Okay, yeah, that's better.
1: <laughs> we'll go with Michelle Pfeiffer.
0: God. Oh, man. This is already off to a rocking start.
1: <laughs> a rapping start, Chris. I'm not going to remember any of those. Coolio is a hip-hop artist, not a rock artist. He, he rocks my world. You're going to take you on a fantastic voyage. <laughs> yep. He will slide,
0: slide, <laughs> slippity slide into my heart. Yeah. So anyway. But well, he does have a dangerous mind. <laughs> so all of these uh crew members have one defining characteristic.
1: Debo is strong. Mm-hmm. Uh Michelle Pfeiffer is a pothead. Yeah, classic. Uh Doctor Strangelove is smart. Um Oh, uh, Tessa is a navigational intern and works for free. And under siege is the first officer and just started. Mm-hmm. And then Rico, Rico is the captain. And they uh, they're Rico's roughnecks.
0: <laughs> and they find uh some kind of ship floating around. They apparently do salvage work.
1: So it's it's called the Demeter. Mm-hmm. Yet is. Filled with Russian symbols and Cyrillic alphabet and such, yeah, I didn't really think they were into their Greek and or Roman mythology too much in Russia.
0: oh yeah, they totally love it, yeah, and they're the the ship, no matter what you might be thinking when watching this, is not just some fucking distillery or something
1: somewhere. it is an oddly shaped ship.
0: And, uh, so they, they head on
1: hijinks and Sue. Well, first we get the, uh, obligatory send in the person least capable of investigating the ship to investigate the ship. So they send in Tessa, the navigator. And she's like, why are you sending me in? And they're like, because movie. And she's like, okay. And she, panics. She walks around a bit in the dark and then panics. And then Debo comes in and saves her and then pretends to choke. And then, like, just kisses her completely without her uh, permission and or uh, enticement. And then he makes a dick joke.
0: Hmm. Yeah. He's got a large penis. Yes. Yeah, larger than Rico's. Yeah, they can compare him if you would like.
1: Yep. Comedy. Yeah, and apparently the ship smells bad, but only one person notices it. Or comments on it at least.
0: And so they uh they all head aboard, which seems like a bad plan, but whatever.
1: Well, they have to investigate because they could they could pilot this ship back to Earth and sell it for 15 million credits.
0: Mm-hmm. Classic space bucks. Yes. And uh, old uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's off getting high. On a hookah? Yep. In a room that's made primarily of cardboard bubble wrap, it appears.
1: (laughs) And, like, lamps with, like, uh, fabric thrown over the top of them, I think, for the lighting. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's it's real good. And uh, they're farting around, you know, trying to start up the whatever warp drive or some shit. And uh, Michelle Pfeiffer finds a desiccated husk of a prop from the spirit store.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like supposed to be a mummy. And it's got uh, its arms are looked to be have been self-tied to the chair. How are you going to do that? Um, well, if you use your teeth. You think, you think that's what happened? I think so. And then it was holding a plus sign. Mhm
0: cuz it liked mathematics.
1: Yep. And uh, uh they were apparently kinky bondage was big back in the year like 2030. 20, I'm sorry 2930. Uh but they're not so into that now. And uh, apparently religion was banned 200 years ago, so they didn't know what a crucifix was.
0: Yeah, except for all the times where they're like Jesus or whatever.
1: Yeah. And like and there I go but for the grace of God someone literally says Two minutes after they talk about religion being banned? It's really weird. Yeah. It's uh yeah. The writing, very high quality in this movie. It's very yeah, higher than Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, who's mad high. Yeah. It smoke, smokes smokes uh, a like a hundred to five kilos of weed a day or something.
0: Yeah, some crazy amount. <laughs> And then, uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. Well, they,
1: they find Hus- well, Husky. Yeah, and then Doctor Strangelove is dicking around with the computer, and yeah. the the big Demeter ship, like, is de- starts to decouple from their ship named Mother, and just, it floats off into space, never to be seen again. Yep, so now those dumb idiots
0: are stuck. Which is good, good. They deserve that.
1: Yep. And, uh, oh, and then so they go looking around the ship, and Debo and Michelle Pfeiffer come across a bunch of smuggling containers, also known as coffins. <laughs> because Michelle Pfeiffer is convinced that there's weed in them, that are coffins. Yeah, that's how they used to do it back in the day. I smile. Because you know, weed has, has only been legal for like 50 years or so. So. Just so you know, people, we're not getting legal weed until 2950.
0: Yeah, hundreds of years. (laughs) Don't worry about all those places where it's legal. Yep. So, uh, they
1: bust open a coffin, old Michelle Pfeiffer does, with a space crowbar. And then Space cuts his, his space hand and drips space blood into the coffin.
0: Yeah, which is full of space sand. Yep. And Debo... Uh, takes his time to stomp into one of the coffins and then say, I'm leaving. But Michelle Pfeiffer is still convinced that there's weed in them their coffins. <laughs> so he, he hangs out. And then bad things happen to him. His legs gets broken. Yep. And then they take him back to the rec room
1: where uh, Debo refuses to, to set his leg. So, under siege is like fine. I'll do it. Snap! There he goes back in place. <laughs> yep. It's just <laughs> you, that. pussy. She she gives him like a look that says you're such a big pussy.
0: <laughs> so they leave him on the space
1: pool table with his. But he does have uh, two puncture wounds in his neck that appear to be from teeth.
0: Not human, though. No, of course not. Clearly, giant incisores. Yes. Or teeth. canines. And, uh, in what is arguably the best part of the whole stupid movie, which, granted, is a low bar. <laughs> yeah. Old, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer comes back as a vampire, but not just any vampire. On the most seen chewingest vampire in the history of ever.
1: Yep. He's all. Yeah, he's a, it, it's it's actually mildly entertaining to have someone deliver lines with any kind of emotion. Yeah. Or he, any kind he, of believability. Madness. Yes, Chris, please treat us to a few quotes from Michelle Pfeiffer, Vampire.
0: Hmm. He, he says some very classy things. Such as, in reference to uh, Under Siege. Quote. Did I ever tell you? How many times I'd see you and want to ejaculate all over your bazancos. <laughs> yep. That that is the quality
1: of a uh, writing we get with this movie. Yeah, and and, keep in uh,
0: mind that line was delivered with some of the most believable acting in the entire <laughs> film.
1: Yeah. Well, which which probably I I have a feeling that Michelle Pfeiffer probably tapped into something real there to deliver that line. Uh-oh. Like some, like a, like, a, like a main vein of emotion just tapped right into it. And so, uh, after, uh, you know, two minutes of, uh... Michelle- Wait, what's I- the other one? What's the other one, Chris? Oh, the other one? Yep, the other good the Shakespearean, uh, content that we delivered to you people.
0: All the times I stayed up late, high as a kite, in the non-gravitational atmosphere, while I stroked my anaconda and dreamed about your snow-white ass.
1: Yes, because apparently his anaconda don't want none, Unless you got white buns, hon. And, uh, that is followed up by the equally classy
0: line from Dr. Strangelove of, uh, the captain says he's after under siege. He wants to kill her. Dr. Strangelove responds, but I believe he said he wants to titty fuck her first. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and then uh tessa's like that's so wrong <laughs> and i'm not sure what part of that she was referring to because with the way this sh- this movie is written I, I it may be the order that she thought was wrong <laughs> so but then under siege unloads her space gun into him and it does basically zero good and it's like it's like obviously like bullets being shot but it's got like pew pew sounds to it so yeah space space gun.
0: Yeah, it's real great. It's probably one of the things that made me smile in this stupid movie was every time (laughs) I shot a gun, it was gun noise, pew! (laughs) Yeah, and
1: then he runs off.
0: After, you know, manhandling everyone. Yeah, throwing people through shelving units and all that fun stuff. And Debo comes running back because the vampire got shot at alarm went off. What? Yeah, he comes running back, there's an alarm that goes
1: off that doesn't make any sense. I don't know, maybe if you, if you maybe if you uh, uh, discharge a weapon on board, there's an alarm.
0: Yeah. But it only happened the one time. True. But anyway, so he comes back, and he's not believing all this nonsense about Michelle Pfeiffer, because they were homies from back in the day.
1: Yep. And so, but Undersea just run off, Yep, and she meets to go find and kill uh Michelle
0: Pfeiffer. Yeah. But she meets up with the
1: count. And Count Orlok? Oh my god, this guy. <laughs> yeah, uh so you may want to uh if if you need to, please go back and watch 5 minutes of The Last Vampire on Earth, any 5 minutes will do. And the vampire in this movie is basically just the vampire from that movie dressed up like a stereotypical vampire and on a spaceship.
0: Yeah, yeah. The kind of vampire get up you would put on like your 12-year-old kid for Halloween. Like Yeah,
1: literally literally, my wife walked downstairs, saw this dude in costume, and was like, What the fuck? Like seriously? <laughs> that was that was her response. <laughs>
0: Which is the only legitimate response to have to this guy's fucking costume.
1: Yes yeah I mean it's like it's like the pointy the pointy collared cape and like puffy shirt like it is it is it's insane it's just literally insane and uh, so
0: he says how beautiful she is and de blah, and then we jump smash cut to I don't know some shit happening it doesn't matter none of this
1: well is this this is when uh Debo is in the room with uh, Dr. Strangelove and Rico. And. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. She shows back up afterwards and she's like, hey, guys, here's the 411 on what's going on. The Count's a vampire. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer is a vampire. Blah, blah, blah. And they're like, how do you know this? And she's like, well, I talked to the Count. And they're like, check your neck for vampire bites. There's no bites. But they still decide to tie her up to the couch because they think she's in league with him for some reason. Not the count.
0: Him. Yeah, she yeah, she just refers to him as him. And apparently it's just understood. Yes. This guy that nobody's seen but her.
1: Well, and presumably uh, Michelle Piper has seen him. Well, yeah. And, it, and at
0: some point Tess is a, a vampire now. Whatever. It doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. Yeah. About this point, we just never see Tess for the next hour. She just disappears out of the movie. And you know what? It's hard to notice. It, I didn't notice it. She shows up later. I'm like, oh, yeah. There was another character. I forgot about her. Yeah. She huh. had a
0: real lasting impact. Yeah. So now uh, we're just down to Dr. Strangelove, Rico, Debo,
1: in under siege, who's yep.
0: tied to the couch,
1: and and they're locked up in like the rec room or whatever, and then Michelle Pfeiffer starts knocking on the door, like, "Hey, dude, like, it's all cool. Do you know how they treat us, black people? Blah blah blah." I think, and this is like, and I love they pull this card, you know, the all like, oh, like we're black people treated so badly when they have a couple of like women be tripping. Am I right, like? Lines in this movie, like this movie should have been called like Misogyny Three (laughs) Thousand.
0: Yeah, it's it was one joke away from just
1: women be shopping. Yeah, and it was oh, and then then they try to pull this, and I was like, dude, you guys have not built up the social capital to be all like, oh yeah, look how bad black people are treated when you just like shit all over women in this movie. (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, he plays the race card and gets Debo to open the door.
0: And then they have themselves a little scrap. And the fight choreography in this movie is is fucking phenomenal. They found the best eight-year-old kids they could to put this shit together for
1: them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did did uh, How much money did uh, Mags make off of that, Chris?
0: <laughs> yeah. She would have done a better job. Oh, wow. She at least would have insisted that the guns didn't go bang pew. She's <laughs> eight would have been like, one of the other guys, come on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so, yes, they fight for a bit. And uh, Undersea just kind of like, you know, you could untie me and I could help you. And Debo's all like, oh, hell no, you could be a vampire, even though I'm fighting a vampire. And so, uh, yeah. And so, but anyway. Debo sticks a pool cue through uh, Michelle Fiverr's chest. Yeah.
0: And he dies. And at some point, I don't remember, it's around here, but uh, Dr. Strangelove and Rico get on future Wikipedia and learn all about vampires, I guess.
1: Yeah. And so Rico's last name is Van Helsing, and so he finds out that he's from a long line of vampire killers that he didn't know about. Because apparently the, like, all ancestral records have been destroyed in the th- year 3000.
0: Yeah, they got rid of them during the great religion purge of 2950 or whatever.
1: 2800 or so. So
0: now uh, now I guess they're going to go look for vampires or something armed with pool shoes
1: Yep. And so they go to the coffins because, you know, vampires sleep in coffins. Only most of them are filled with dust. They do release, um, oh, they find out that uh, uh, Undersea just really a police spy bot. Yeah. A narc bot. A narc bot. And it's been, Yeah, it also has been revealed slash implied that uh, Rico had been banging the narc bot. Nice. Yeah. Because we got to keep it classy up here in Dracula 3000.
0: Oh, yeah. Only the finest quality. (laughs) so they're uh they're looking for vampires and it turns out that that uh the one girl what's her name tessa
1: tessa she's a
0: vampire remember her of course
1: you don't yep they just they just just stick a pool cue right through her chest like and you're like oh yeah and that character i didn't remember has now died yay
0: and then uh what's his head shows up right the count yeah and he has a little scrap with Rico.
1: Who and like the thing was like Doctor Strangelove was like kind of selling this whole thing as like, Yeah, you know, like you're a Van Helsing. This is all about you, and the count's trying to trying to get to you through us and blah, blah, blah. And so he meets the count. And he's like, and I'm a Van Helsing. And the count's like, Yeah, that's great. Let me just throw you around the room a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know or care. Have a nice day. <laughs> so he gets his because, you know, because we don't understand how dramatic tension works in this movie at all.
0: And then, I don't know, Debo is in there with Dr. Strangelove and they're going towards the suns.
1: Oh, yeah, but they, um, it's, yeah, they, they decide that, you know, since vampires don't like sunlight, that they should turn the ship around and point it towards these du- double suns, I guess, to fly between them or something to make sure that the entire ship is lit up with daylight which will destroy the vampires.
0: I think you just put more thought into that statement than they put into this entire
1: movie. Possibly. And then, uh, and Debo goes wandering off with, and uh, the Dr. Strangelove left us all alone. And then the count shows up and is like, you know, if you just, if you just take my hand and stand up, you can be like, you could, you can, if you basically, if you join me, you can walk now. And the guy's like, I think I'll do that. And then his friend shows up and he's like, Fah <laughs> Yeah.
0: And just runs off. I don't understand. Or
1: rolls off. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so so I don't know. Stuff happens. They go back to the cargo hold.
1: They go to the crucifix room. Yeah, they go they go back to the crucifix room and uh what's your tits uh, under siege grabs a uh grabs a crucifix and is craning it around and oh and then michelle pfeiffer jumps them in no no michelle pfeiffer's not doesn't jump them no
0: it's that rico jumps them in the cargo hold
1: oh yeah so they pull the stake out of the the pool queue stake out of tessa and use it on rico but then tessa apparently wasn't completely dead she was only mostly dead and uh they uh, and then she comes up and they have to stake her with a different pool cue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But but apparently when they pool cued Michelle Pfeiffer, Michelle Pfeiffer was completely dead. But it's because they pulled it out. See, you leave it in. But they pulled it out of out of Michelle Pfeiffer to go stake
0: uh Tessa again. Just don't worry about internal consistency. <laughs> so now we're down to the count, Doctor Strangelove, Under Siege, and Debo. Yes. So they go to see Dr. Strangelove and text- he's just
1: he's like facing the wall slumped in his chair not moving.
0: Yeah, so under siege is like, I know what to do here and stabs him repeatedly in the spine with a crucifix and
1: he dies as a vampire
0: yeah, because uh, she just did, she didn't then, really have a reason
1: yeah, D was like, wow, how'd you know? she's like, I didn't! I just like stabbing people in the back with crucifixes.
0: <laughs> I just really dislike the handicap. <laughs> yeah, he's a drain on resources. So, uh, it's 12 hours until they well, get to
1: the suns. Hold on, the count tries to break in, and true. he gets his arm in the door, and then Debo and Under Siege pull the door closed and cut his arm off, and then seal it, and then he runs off howling into the <laughs> spaceship somewhere his arm just lays there and does nothing. And it's
0: 12 hours until they get to the suns. And Under Siege is like, did I tell you the story about how I used to be a pleasure bot before I was a narc bot? And Debo is like, well, let's have some intercourse. And then the ship blows up. No,
1: really. That- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's supposed to be a euphemism, for like a visual euphemism for orgasm or what, but... Some some kind of climax was achieved in this movie, I guess. No,
0: and then it's over. Yay, Chris! What did you think of the movie? Um, it was uh, it was bad. It was it was real bad, and not in a fun way. In like a, what am I doing with my life? Kind of a way. It's it's poorly acted. It's poorly written. The there's no like internal consistency in anybody's actions or what's happening. It's really it's really just dumb. It's I can understand if you're like making some low budget schlock, then go all in on it. Make it low budget schlock. But this was just boring and meandering and
1: And what was your theory on why this movie was made, Chris?
0: This was clearly made as some sort of tax write-off. Yeah. Somebody was like, uh oh, we need to like get rid of some money for tax and Uwe, and Uwe
1: Bull was busy. Yeah,
0: so they're like, We found some other <laughs> German guy. I think this movie was filmed in South Africa, which is a classic move if you're trying to just tax shelter a movie.
1: But South Africa is lovely.
0: But this movie is not. No. It's it's real bad, it's real dumb. The ending doesn't make any kind of fucking sense. Like, what, Why did? Why did it blow up? Why? Why did it
1: blow up? Well, there's something about like the, there was like a big speech from the captain, recorded speech from the captain about I think self destructing the ship, but then why did it go off fifty some odd years later?
0: Yeah, I would have been happier watching the six minutes that Udo Kier was in this movie, just straight, and then calling it a day. <laughs> that that would have been a better use of my time I would say skip the hell out of this one unless you're just morbidly curious about how bad of a thing it's, it's somehow kind of worse than the last vampire on earth because at least I found that to be marginally entertaining because it was super bad
1: it was kind of earnest it was like bad but earnest
0: yeah this was just bad like it didn't seem like anybody cared about this at all what do you think troy
1: uh well i was kind of I, I was mildly positive going to this movie because it had names in it that i recognized such as casper van Dien, erica aleniak udo kier and i was like okay so udo kier will be a vampire erica aleniak will be some hot chick in the movie uh casper van dean will be some kind of like leader dude uh, and he'll be pretty at the same time and it'll be fine. I mean, I know Casper Van Dien can at least deliver some kind of acting performance. And I mean, Eric Leniak at least will be pretty. <laughs> I actually, I she can kind of act. I mean, she was on Baywatch for a while. Right. And, uh, Udo Kier can play a vampire because the dude basically is a vampire. That's not a, that's not dead. Um, so yeah, I was like, okay, sure. And Coolio will be in it. So there'll probably be some humor, whatever. Oh, Debo's in it. Well, I mean, maybe the dude can act, but what I learned about Debo is he has a super lazy eye because man, there are a couple like just close up shots on his face where his left eye is looking straight ahead and his right eye is looking at like, at like 10 (laughs) o'clock. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, wow, okay, so I did not realize that that actor had a lazy eye, but that actor has a lazy eye. <laughs> it's all I could focus on. I'm sorry, but it is. Um, yeah, the girl, lady who played Mina just kind of reminded me of a poor man's Alexandra Vander Newt, who was Tessa on uh, Highlander, the, the series. So, okay, so yeah, so she is the poor man's version of a woman on a syndicated television show produced somewhere in both Seattle and Vancouver. So that that's the level of quality that this lady dev- that lady uh, delivered. And who know, care wasn't a fucking vampire. So um and the dude who was a vampire was paste I mean I don't know, he was like doughy and not menacing or sexy at all, which is like Vampires should be both, but it should at least be one, and he was neither. And Ugh, yeah, I mean at least the sets were kind of cool, but I don't the all the Russian stuff made it like like they were sort of like Alphabet on like the lockers, Russian flags just hung up random places. It didn't make any sense to me for a ship called the Demeter. Um, oh, by the way, they picked up the vampire at Transylvania Station in the Carpathian Galaxy. Uh. So fuck you. Um, yeah, it's just, ugh. It, it was all kinds of nonsense and terribleness. And the font on the opening credits that made the guy's name look like his na- last name was spelled R-O-O-O-T. So Root uh, apparently is this guy's last name. Because the font they chose, the D and the O, are practically indistinguishable from each other. So, uh, I guess unless you're some kind of like alt-right misogynistic asshole, you're probably not going to like this movie. But if you are, uh, I'm not quite sure why you're listening to us, but uh, more power to you. Go watch this movie and enjoy it for confirming your biases. Uh, so
0: that, That's a no, then.
1: That is a hard no. <laughs> so uh, what are we watching next week, Chris? We are watching He Never Died, I think. Yes, uh, suggested to us by Mr. Green. Yep, which
0: is, I can't imagine worse than this.
1: Uh, I don't know, has Henry Rollins in it? Yeah, it already sounds better. Yeah. I mean, I tend to like his spoken word better than his acting, but, you know, I mean, he's not terrible. So we're going to check that out.
0: Yes. So, what if other people want to suggest movies that were loosely based on space and/or Dracula? How would they do that, Troy?
1: Uh, they could go to our space Facebook, where we are Slaughterhouse Princess. Uh, you can just search for us there. Uh, you could go to our Discord server at discord.slaughterhouseprincess.com. You could email us at slaughterhouseprincesspodcast@gmail.com. At uh, you could go to our subreddit, subreddit at r slash SHP podcast you could uh listen to us if you don't want to actually rec- recommend anything to us you can do that on itunes google music stitcher uh basically any other podcast aggregator you want by going to our website slaughterhouseprincess.com to uh to find the uh the F- rss url or if you just want to listen to our episodes right off the site you may uh, if you would like to support us financially, there are two ways to do so. You could go to our Patreon, which is patreon.slaughterhouseprincess.com, where you can pledge a buck or more and show your appreciation. If you would like some kind of tangible physical reward for your, uh, currency being sent to us, you could go to store.slaughterhouseprincess.com, where you could order various things with our logo on them, like t-shirts or stickers, or iPhone cases, or you could get a science towel for all your science towel needs. Um, I have personally picked up a shirt and a towel, and the shirt is wonderful. Uh, I can't wait to wear it to work if people wonder what the heck that is. And I... uh, I have my science towel, and it it functions perfectly as a towel. It it has absorbed water in my presence. Uh, I have not yet used it to enter other people's dreams, but that will be coming shortly. Yep. So uh,
0: come back next time. We're going to watch He Never Died featuring Henry Rollins.
1: Yes, where he will not be a cyber doc in a uh, cyberpunk kind of setting, I believe. Probably not. Probably not. And, uh, don't forget, uh, other podcasts may think about movies, you know, podcasts such as horror show hot dog, where they actually do, uh, analyses of movies, but we, we don't think about movies. We drink about movies. Just remember, Chris, you light a fire, you keep a man warm for a night. You light a man on fire, you'll keep him warm for the rest of his life.